Welcome to the Fourth Dimension with Toby C., where participants dare to disclose bizarre experiences that occur in early recovery. The battle between good and evil, of God and of the occult. The psychic challenges we all encounter when trying to do the right thing. Now, here's Toby. Hey, it's Toby. I'm back. Can't keep a good mouth down. Just when you thought you could get rid of me, and here I am again. Hey, this is our show. It's a concept show called The Fourth Dimension, and I'm just a host, the host of the ghost for the moment, called Toby C. How are you? And uh, I'm here in the studio today with a good friend uh, and somebody who's been here before to our lovely studios here in Palm Springs that we fondly refer to as Dead Rat Studios. I want to re-welcome Channing B. Hey, nice to be with you again, Toby. Great to be back. Loving it. Hey, and by the way, if, if this is your first time joining us here in the Fourth Dimension, I want to tell you that we don't talk about God as much as we talk about the antithesis of God. And the reason why we talk about the antithesis of God is so that a God of our understanding can be more relevant and less abstract. Both Channing and I are members of uh, the 12-step program, and uh, there's a lot of different programs out there for people to recover and get better, but this particular program has been very helpful to Channing and me. And uh, and one of their mantras is that uh, there is only one who ha- there is one who has all power, and that one is God. And may you find Him now. And today we're going to examine what obstacles lie in each and every one of our paths as we try to emerge from suffering and try to find a God of our understanding and seek that God. There's something external that always is interfering in our path to get better and to relieve the suffering. And by the way, quite often we like to play the blame game. We blame him or her or it or ourselves or God for our suffering. And I'm here to tell you, my friend, it is not necessarily his or her or it or yourself or God's fault, okay? There is another party that might very well be involved, and it might be Satan. It might be the fallen angel. It might be the devil. It might be evil. It might be some negative paranormal energy that's sitting in the seat right next to you, and you just don't know it because you haven't opened up your mind to the fourth dimension. Right, Channing? Mm-hmm. It goes way beyond what was I thinking last night. Oh, Toby. yeah. By, and by the way, check it out. The fourth dimension is a can be viewed and considered as a higher level of planular thinking. It's where we open our mind to the, the possibilities in the realm that, that exist outside of the three-dimensional world that we live in. The fourth dimension is where is where interesting paranormal phenomena, exciting spiritual miraculous events occur. And a lot of people think in the fourth dimension that God and goodness awaits us up in the fourth dimension. But I'm here to tell you uh, that we are we are justified by faith alone, but not by a faith that is alone. And I'm here to tell you, faith is not alone. It has it has the antithesis of faith, and we need to be aware of it in order to understand and appreciate. And and really understand the faith that can lead us to peace and serenity that will surpass all comprehension. So having said that, what we're going to do now with Channing is we're going to go back on a little trip back in time. And um, if Channing will allow us to do this. Oh, heavens, yes. And we're going to go back to the very beginning when your life was completely 
unmanageable. For the first time, I want you to describe to our listeners the very first time that you knew drinking or drugs or whatever your obsession was that was out of control was making your life unmanageable. Describe that to us, Channing. You know, I, I, I think it's... Uh... It, looking at it in hindsight definitely is a you know a different vantage point than going through it or through the different periods and you know imbibing uh, of alcohol has been uh, you know common throughout uh, you know throughout history and and uh, you know about one in six or one in seven families uh, you know if you dig a little deeper into the closet have some mine was riddled with it I grew up with you know I, I, the good and bad were you know delineated. Very, very early for me. I had an uncle who was the, uh, I think we all have that uncle. My, we called him Black Bart. It was my uncle John. And my uncle John was kind of the controlling figure in the family business. And But we named, nicknamed him Black Bart for, due to his uh, affinity for grog. And uh, Black Bart was constantly in trouble and he was bad. And uh, on the same token, I had a grandmother that helped start the Pasadena Council on Alcoholism who, you know, died with like 99 years sober or something like that and so I, I very early on saw the good and the bad and my own first experience I think was like coming home and my friend oh, it was a, after a basketball game in Southern California in the 70s and a CIF game and everybody was going to have we were going to somebody's house to you know really have that uh, that to first, drink Schlitz malt liquor uh, oh, yes right out of uh, <laughs> right out of uh, the can and uh, you know I was the guy they put into the back of the pickup truck and uh, drove down to my parents' driveway, left the truck there with me in the back of it and a ace bandage following behind uh, me full uh, of dog. I get it. And, and again, you know, Channing, that's a rite of passage for, 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 many, most people. for, for many of us young, um, uh, uh, evil Americans. <laughs> That, hey, that's how we rolled, though. You know, it was just, uh, that was our set of standards. You know, drinking, whether or not alcohol, alcoholism was pervasive in our family, as it was in mine, it was all just still part of the, the normal culture that we grew up with. Certainly, and alcohol has, has long had a common theme of various forms. It's been handcuffed to celebration, and it's also been, uh, you know, shackled uh, right there with a lot of things that uh, aren't so pretty. Yeah. Now, take us back to the moment, way back in time, when you just couldn't meet the, uh, and we're not talking about a hangover, okay? We're, we're talking about um, more than a hangover, where when you first realized that your life was unmanageable and, 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 uh, and you, had, you had the itch. I, I, I think that it's not a matter of realizing that your life's unmanageable. Well, it, it's, you know, it's more the, the, what the heck is going on? What did I, you know, why am I... Because after my first experience with alcohol, I don't think I drank again for a number of years till I was an adult. But this, uh, the okay. moment the moment I did, the same things happened, only worse. Perfect. So what you're talking about is this baffling bewilderment of why is this stuff treating me this way? And that same baffling bewilderment was there years later, as soon as you picked it back up and went back to it, that, that baffling bewilderment, um, and there it was. It was the, uh, what do they say it? It's an allergy of the body. And an obsession of the mind, man, and it's a, 
It's a weird place to be, wasn't it? So, so really, your bottom was not necessarily a defined bottom. It, your bottom was a form of just absolute bewilderment and confusion. It was an ongoing series of trap doors, to tell you the truth, Toby. Okay. It was just when I would, you know, with a firm revolution, you know, resolution, uh, be done with it at 23. Couldn't understand by the my 24th birthday why uh, I'd had some more of these unfortunate events. And more. gotcha. Now hold hold that thought. When was the first moment that you decided to try to get the answer to why, okay? Well, I, I think— did, did you talk it over with a family member, or did you end up in an AA meeting with a court card? Or what, what, where, what, what, what was your first memorable moment where you decided, I, I kind of want to try to figure out what's going on and, 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 and end this insanity? I, I think it was probably— my second blackout where i came to and people were asking me do i know what i did last night and i could not honestly say yes and they had to fill me in on uh that my friend's uh dog who uh, uh you know suffered through uh, me uh throwing up a little bit of beer on him and uh the pinching of somebody else's uh you know significant other and those kind of things that people have to fill you in on yeah and i think that you, so it freaked you out it, it freaked me out okay. definitely and, and, and it was at that moment you were acutely aware of there was something insane going on that you had no control over oh it, it, you you were possessed by something you had no control over and it was at that moment you were aware of it Certainly, and right. with a firm revo uh, resolution that I was not going to visit this spot again. Okay, there you go. Thank you. There it was. This this was your moment. Now, I want you to remember this this moment with this firm resolution that I'm never going to visit this spot again with all the determination and, and self-will that you had never to visit this again. Do you remember anything external happening that that we can now look back and say, you know, this wasn't a coincidence. This was, you called it a trap door. I want to call it evil, okay? You know, evil kept baiting the trap, and you kept springing it, okay? Do you give us some, some memory of evil, something external that did not have your best interest in mind, baiting that trap in order, in order to lead you back into bewilderment, confusion, and misery? I, I can vividly vividly remember sitting and looking at a, a bottle of, I think the stuff's called Southern Comfort. And I may have been, oh, I don't know, my early 20s, knowing fully well what that was going to do to me, something that would be out of my control. I didn't know what was going to happen, but being willing to trade whatever the consequences were for that sense of ease and comfort that came for about a few minutes and never lasted more than a few minutes. Okay, now the ease and comfort, this was this was the disease playing havoc in your mind. I get it, okay? This, the bottle of Southern Comfort was an external um, uh, tool, okay, that was placed in the right place in the right time to... To trip you up. Is this what you're and, telling me? And make me believe that it was a solution. That however temporary, however short those few minutes were. Was it was it in the hands of another person or was it sitting on some altar with um, spotlights on it? Or 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 was it just there you know, in uh, the cupboard looking at you every time you open it up? Where was it? Uh, later on I I would realize 
that I, I do believe that, the, that it was a divinely placed thing. I think that it may have been on a a liquor cart in a, a friend's home, and I remember staring at it, staring at it, staring at it. So not only did I, you know, contemplate it, I didn't even think of the consequences that I was taking a bottle so, that didn't belong to me. So you were, you were, you were staring at it. You were meditating on this bottle. You were obsessing about this external bottle. There was something in this bottle that was that was drawing you and attracting you to it. It was external. Yeah, there was, was a mag. There, there was magnetic. It and was, there was some energy. And, uh, and I, uh, you know, I, I, and, and, and you were just drawn to it. You were driven to it. You were pulled into it. Yeah. And years later in the, in the reading of, uh, you know, the, uh, what I like to call the, you know, devil's ditches or hell's hurdles, you know, I realized in, in hindsight, there's a black energy and I was definitely attracted to the black energy. Interesting. When we come back, we're going to talk about opening up our minds to the fourth dimension and opening up our minds to good things or opening up our minds to bad things in order to let bad in. And in black energy, if we open up our mind to it, we will let ourselves uh, enter that realm of darkness. And I believe Channing has a good story when we come back uh, that may surprise you about the history of this dark demonic energy that manifests in, in a physical form in the external environment that surrounds us, meant to keep us uh, in the in temptation and deliver us into the hands of evil. I'm Toby C. This is our show called The Fourth Dimension. We're going to be right back with Channing B. talking about evil resistance during our earliest attempts at getting better and recovering. Be right back. If you enjoy our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. the imagination to take us places we might be afraid to go. You are entering the fourth dimension with Toby C. There is no such thing as coincidences. Here's Toby. Yeah, we'll talk about coincidences some some other time. Right now we're talking about being possessed by a bottle of Southern Comfort. I mean, there it was, man. It was on your buddy's uh, liquor cart in his house and, and, and it was there. And 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 it took you, it took you someplace. And this wasn't just your mind, man. There was something evil that was drawing you toward it. And it was a dark energy, wasn't it, Channing? Describe to us that dark energy, and then I think you got a good story about dark energy to share with us. You know, I I look back at it, and especially when I periodically am reading through the story of Bill W., the co-founder, you know, of Alcoholics Anonymous, and he, he talks about, uh, you know, there being, uh, if there were a devil, he was the boss universal, and he certainly had Bill in his grips and the hopelessness, and talks about the when the madness was so crazy that he thought he would uh, drag his mattress to the bottom floor just in case he leapt, and those are the kind of things that, you know, as alcoholism progresses, that, you know, certainly I have a thousand 
thousand of those stories. But early on, the the idea that I was different and that my friends would tell me, you know, hey, hey, ha, so that you know that stuff's your kryptonite. Don't touch it. We're all gonna get have some beers, but don't you do it. And this was early on, so everybody could recognize it. And me, who was going through it, I I had to take a look at uh, take a look at that thing, and I had to realize that every time I went up against this thing. Uh, you know, the, the rationalized side of me said, you're going to lose this battle. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But in the very same moment, that dark energy, that dark magic. And I've, uh, you know, in hindsight, you and I have had quite a, uh, quite a few talks about this stuff. And, you know, religion. This for- dark energy has been there from, from the, the very beginning, beginning of time. Okay. And let me tell you, God created heaven and earth. Okay. I get it. Okay. And I do believe that there was something called a fallen angel, man. And that fallen angel is meant to keep us out of a healthy relationship with the God of our understanding. This fallen angel is is determined to keep us from being happy, joyous, and free. And it's a dark energy. And by the way, the, the illusion of how attractive this dark energy is... That's where the lights, camera, and the action is. That's where the great illusion is, isn't it, Channing? Oh, certainly. And they, you know, they they've looked at the ancient hieroglyphics and the Egyptians, and you know, all throughout the religions, there's been the 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 offering of wine and beers and spirits to the spirits, and uh, you know, there's there's drawings of that. And at the same time, on the other side of things, they knew that somehow, some way, there was a direct direct lineage between the, the the devil himself. How interesting. I want you to tell us about this, about some research that you've done with the Egyptians, okay, about this dark energy. But before you, before you do so, it just occurred to me, Channing, that whether a, uh, a culture was monotheistic, you know, that they worship one god or they or worship poly- multiple gods, yeah. they were worshiping a god or multiple gods. But the Egyptians were very careful to point out that there is the antithesis of God, okay? And they didn't call it evil. They didn't call it Satan. They didn't know what the heck to call it. What did they call it, Shannon? Well, it, it came to be known as black energy. There and it they is. believed that it wasn't the that the devil wasn't in the bottle. The devil was actually in the energy created once we, you know, the various forms of these. Uh, once we open up our mind and our spirits and our heart to this energy, it enters us. Just like when we open up our minds and our hearts to God, He enters us. So it depends where you want to point your imagination and where you want to point your mind and where you want to point your open heart. And the Egyptians were real clear, when you point your mind and your imagination and your heart towards dark energy, what do you get? Exactly. And they also believe that, you know, the most popular uh, carry-on luggage for inner life travel between either the good or the bad uh, was uh, was distilled spirits, be it wine or be it beer. But they definitely believed that there was a dark force and a dark energy. They drew about it. They wrote about it. They it's on the it's on the walls. And throughout history, um, there's a direct link between, uh, you know, spirituality, religion, and uh, the uh, the effects of alcohol and this dark energy have on a certain portion of the population, and how that dark energy, once it is allowed to creep into the mind and the body, mm-hmm. it takes it over. Is it possible to make a bottle of alcohol or a bag of dope? our God, and to open up ourselves to that, that higher power. Absolutely. 
Well, certainly, and as long as I, as long as I lay whatever it is here on, here on your table or my table or whatever, and it remains and it sits there unopened, nothing really goes on. But once that energy meets, I like to say, when the agent meets the host, the host being my body, the agent being whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, that energy is released in the darkest form in some people and i am i'm here to you know let you know and you you and i've had the conversation that there that dark energy wants to remain handcuffed to you for as long as you can be tugged around i love it so there it is we're 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 wrapping up the, the bottom of the hour here but there it is the dark energy evil satan whatever you want to call it man it's been there since the beginning of the time the egyptians are scribbling it on the walls you know in hieroglyphics and we're still battling it today i'm going to be right back with channing b we're talking about evil resistance satanic demonic resistance to all of us who try to get better and we're just not aware of it we're in denial of it stand by it's called the fourth dimension and i'm toby c be right back with channing b enjoy our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. Making sense out of nonsense. Making you as curious and uncomfortable as possible with the truth. You've landed in the fourth dimension with Toby C. Are you as curious and uncomfortable as possible? <laughs> Let me tell you, talking about the devil or Satan or evil or demons or negative paranormal energies is very taboo to a lot of people. It makes them feel very uncomfortable. Can you relate to that, Channing? Well, I, I think it makes anybody uncomfortable to, to you know, to talk about something that, uh, you know, we may have uh, thought that we were alone with. We're superstitious. The reason why I know that I feared talking about the devil or Satan was I was fearful about opening up myself to him and letting him enter me. But I'm telling you, gang, if you can calmly and objectively and maturely look back, okay, this is all about being aware, okay? This is about coming out of denial and discounting and denying the presence of evil, okay? Evil does not want us to recognize it. Evil wants us to look the other direction. You dare not look this direction. You dare not, you know, come into this this realm. That's the fear. That's what evil wants you to do, okay? Evil wants you to talk about God all day long, and at the end of the day, maybe blame God for what's going on. But don't ever, don't ever recognize and acknowledge and be aware of evil and put the stink finger where the stink finger is due, and that's on evil, okay? And it's and it's and it's powerful. And by the way, let me tell you something. Bill W and 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 Bob, Dr. Bob, in this book called Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, they talked about evil and they talked about the devil. And don't you dare think for a minute they didn't. But the reason why they didn't use evil or devil or Satan was they used other metaphors. Okay. Well, sure. They we, used the metaphor. Awakening. How about this one? Uh, no, wait, how about this one, Channing? How about the metaphor of alcohol? 
How about that for the devil? Alcohol is cunning, baffling, and powerful. Well, you know what they're talking about. They're talking about the devil is cunning, baffling, and powerful. Don't be blaming it on some inanimate solution. Put the blame with what blame is due. If you can give God credit, if you can glorify a God of your understanding externally, then why can't we, Channing, acknowledge and put the blame on, on an external satanic demonic power? That, that we keep that keeps tripping us up, man. And I think you're right, Toby. I really do believe that they used g- common language in that uh, um, blue book that you and I write. And they didn't call it, the, you know, a couple times. Uh, if there was uh, Bill referred to, uh, you know, if there was a devil, he certainly had me. And that was about the only real time. But how about the the subtle little things? Awakening to face the four hideous, hideous horsemen, they, terror, bewilderment, frustration, and despair. The, I, the I, four headless horsemen was a metaphor for the devil. Exactly. Because any they knew that anybody who'd awaken in that condition, who knew the terror, the bewilderment, the frustration, and despair, those words would ring true with anybody who'd been there and was was facing or going through, you know, whether they call it a bender or a, you know, about with the devil devil or about with the bottle. Yeah, you know what's interesting? The four headless horsemen, okay? Come on. That's mythology, well, I think okay? they were the hideous horsemen. Well, wait, wait. <laughs> this is mythology, okay? Sure. And, and again, the devil is not to be demonstrated. The devil is to be believed. The devil is not a myth, okay? You know, the devil does not take the imagination. The devil is real. The demon that, that only... When your mind is open in the fourth dimension, can you realize the presence of evil around us? Okay? And there it is. And by the way, the reason why it's so important to realize the, 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 the demonic energy that's around us is so that we can pre- appreciate and value our relationship with God. Okay? No human power could relieve our suffering, okay? Nobody. And only God could and would if he were sought. And I'm here to tell you, friend, there's something that doesn't want you to, to, to meet and to seek and to have a relationship with God. And it ain't between your ears, okay? It's not an inside job. Don't give yourself so much credit, man. Yeah, and the little subtleties that you hear all the time, like you know, hell is the you know is nothing more than the the, the highway for the hopeless. And I I think the connection right there between hopelessness and hell is described throughout whatever religion, throughout your and my experiences in the twelve step, through Bill's experiences, whoever you know, you talking to me, me talking to us, talking to another person who's gone through it. There's a commonality of everybody talking talking about being on that highway to hell. And that's that hopelessness of this just must be, I'm going to join that endless procession of sots into the darkness. And you know, and and there's the subtlety. That's how subtle Satan is, okay? Satan would rather us call good and evil hopelessness. Certainly. We we, we package them up nicely. Yeah, yeah. So, So call it, you know, I don't know. That's the bottom line, you know. Uh... There's so many metaphors throughout so many spiritual publications that at the end of the day boil back to good and evil. And we are predisposed to concentrate on the good 
and we're predisposed to ignore, be ignorant, and absolutely forget the evil. That's why, Channing, we have great forgetters, right? Drug addicts and junkies especially have great forgetters, okay? After a while, we forget. And I can guarantee you, a God of my understanding does not want me to be miserable and forget. We are unable at certain times to bring into our consciousness with sufficient force the memory of the suffering of even a week a day, a month ago. We can't, we, we can't remember that. We're just... Right. And what deprives us of that memory, Channing? It's not an inside job, and it's not a God of our understanding. It's not a test. And we're not talking about stupid people. No, man. We're talking about intelligent people. And, and, and again, it's the, it's the augmentation of time. We just don't remember, man. And we're also talking about, remember, Toby, we're talking about something that doctors... For a long time, uh, we're getting better with the map of human genome, but they used to just call it, this lies outside of our synthetic knowledge. There's nothing the men of medicine can do, but here and there, now and then, there's been what are it, these phenomenon of... I love it. So these occurrences lie outside the realm of our synthetic knowledge. You know what they're describing? The fourth dimension. Certainly. They're talking about things that happen outside of a limited a limited three-dimensional realm. When you enter the fourth dimension, you know, you, 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 you eclipse those boundaries, okay? And a lot of good things and a lot of bad things can happen. And it really depends on how we open up our mind and our imagination in the fourth dimension, okay? In the fourth dimension, wild stuff happens, man. And it really depends how we open up our mind and focus our mind, our open mind, our open heart in that fourth dimension. And, and I'm telling you, you can let God in. You can let God in to enter you and, and to expel the evil obsession. But if you're in denial of the devil, I'm telling you, something's knocking at the door. And we have a duty to protect our clean house, don't we, Channing? We certainly do. And do you, Toby, do you remember just at, at, throughout uh, your travels and history and your attempts to, to get, quote, unquote, better or to get on the right track? Do you remember pe people asking you that question, what's the craziest thing you ever did in your, you know, throughout the, all, this, all this stuff? And uh, I remember talking to an older gentleman, and, and I would tell him, well, I list these crazy things I'd done, whether, you know, driving backwards on the freeway or naked or whatever it was. Was, and he would say, no, 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 no. The craziest thing you've ever done is after that list of stuff you just told me, you decided that you were going to listen one more time to that little magnetic dark energy it. voice I love it. that told you, come on, this time will be different. Yep. What you're describing is, is evil. You're, Sir, you're be, describing uh, Satan. You're describing something that... Uh, you're describing denial. Somebody that wants uh, to know, take you apart from you know, the inside. And, and like I said, I love this show because this is not Drunkalog Radio. We're not here to talk about the evil, crazy stuff we do and we're all jacked up or drunk or whatever, okay? That's not this show. And, and again, the insanity that Channing just pointed out, the insanity is not the crazy, insane stuff we do. The insanity is when we're at the bottom and we're on the verge of homicide or suicide that we could absolutely possibly still deny the existence of evil, deny the existence of Satan, turn our back on evil and, and, and say one more time, I think I can do this, okay? And, and fall for the great illusion, man. That is the absolute, that's the, that is the pinnacle of drunk logs. That is the absolute 
essence of insanity. And there it is. It's because we turn our back on evil. We deny the existence of the devil. And, uh, and we believe the big, big lie. I can't go in there. I can't go walking down to uh, the the local uh, establishment uh, that sells adult uh, libations and say on the truth. I have to do it on a lie. I can't walk in there and tell them, can you please, please, please sell me two or three bottles of that stuff that took everything worthwhile in life from me. Can you please sell me a couple more bottles of that? Let me get my money out. We have to do it on a lie. We have to go in there and pretend that this time, mm -hmm. that that dark force, that it's going to be different. Because the truth is we have no idea where it's going. So the takeaway now for this show is how insanity is satanic, okay? That dark and, energy. And it's the dark energy, gang, okay? And by the way, I'm telling you, if you're really suffering out there or your loved one's suffering, they can't get out of that rut, okay? And they just think that they have a weak constitution, that they have no willpower, that maybe they need some psychological counseling. I'm here to tell you, there is a power so incredibly forceful, okay? It's so incredibly powerful and is determined to keep us in in utter contemptuous ignorance and insanity and there you described it man we're powerless over this and i'm telling you gang there's only one power that can go ahead and break you and me and channing out of the grips of insanity and keep us that way free from the grips of insanity one day at a time and that's god that's a god of our understanding and i'm telling you the more we deny satan the more we discount the relevance of God, and God becomes more abstract. You and, know, there it is, right? It is well, so... Well, the people that have begged with us, and, you know, we can laugh now, but it's true that, uh, as written, frothy emotional appeals from our loved ones or our spouses or even our children or our doctors aren't strong enough to deal with, with that black energy that we're dealing with. It's yeah. just not... It, it, there's nothing... We're beyond human aid. There you go. We're, if we're beyond human aid, then we either need God's help or we succumb to the antithesis of God. And call it whatever you want, man. We can join that endless procession of sots that went before us into the darkness. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's real simple. Light is the absence of darkness, and darkness is the absence of light. And we are not here, like Jack Kennedy said, uh, Toby, we aren't here to curse that darkness. We're here to hopefully light a candle through what you and I have been through because we can describe it, we can put a name on it, and we can... Thank you. Because, because we can distinguish the darkness. We've come out of the gray area, okay? And I'm telling you, friends, that's... The devil wants to keep us in the gray area. The devil wants us not to really have a clear understanding of good and evil. Right? The fourth step, I remember, I, clear, I gained a clear recognition of righteous versus unrighteous behavior instead of self-righteous behavior. Certainly. Certainly. All right. We got, we're going to wrap up this hour coming up, and we're going to take one more little magical mystery tour with Channing back to the very beginning of time where we can try to put our finger on an evil external occurrence that could not possibly have been a mere coincidence. So stand by. I'm Toby C. This is our show called The Fourth Dimension, and we're with, here with Channing B.
If you enjoy our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. Are you feeling a little uncomfortable? Then you're right where you belong. In the Fourth Dimension with Toby C. Like I said, we're not here to tell you devil stories, okay? We just want you to be clear that there is a God and there is a God of your understanding and there's a loving God that wants to protect you and me and keep us in the bosom of Abraham. And there's something, the antithesis of God, that wants to keep us in everlasting ignorance and misery. And it's black and white, right, Channing? It ain't a gray area. It ain't no special blend, baby, okay? Right? Yeah, there's absolutely nothing good that we're and, talking about. And something, something evil wants us to think that there's, it's a special blend, right, Channing? A little lust is good. A little greed is good. A little sloth and overresting is good, right? You know, a little anger is good, right? There's something that wants to keep us in the gray area. But I'm here to tell you, my friend, uh, recovery in life, if you want to be sane and you want to be grounded and, and happily and usefully whole, get out of the gray area and step into the light and step out of the darkness and stay there one day at a time, right? So Channing, take us back on the Magical Mystery Tour to another example of early, your earliest memory of recovery and where evil manifests itself externally in, in a physical form and in, in some form or another, just meant to, to mess with your head. Yep. I, I, I think one of the earliest, it was when I'm in my early 20s, and I'd made a resolution that uh, I was going to listen to family members and I was going to, you know, go to some AA meetings or something like that. And I'd been home uh, uh, alone and the, the emotional barometer was building and uh, I was walking over, uh, you know, just to sit through a meeting, mostly to, to placate other people. And uh, I can remember getting up one morning and going over to the water faucet and I was going to drink right out of the tap. And, uh, you know, I was, I was restless, irritable and discontent, uh, you know, going on God knows how many weeks, uh, you know, you can't see it in yourself. But I remember that for some reason I went to turn the water t t uh, tap on and the, uh, there's nothing coming out. They were working out in the streets. There was no water that day. And I can remember just for a brief second realizing that, okay, this isn't, you know, going to end well. And the next thing I remember was that I, I had, no, this was the, you know, pre-bottled water days. And I remember just for a brief second going, I've had it over no water coming out of my, uh, you know, out of the faucet, went into the refrigerator and in there were, uh, I don't know, four or five cans of Schlitz malt liquor that belonged to a roommate that had been in there for months. And, you know, I, they, we just had a kind of thing that, you know, don't touch somebody else's stuff. I grabbed those things within 20 seconds. I knew that I had just grabbed that dark energy and the last sober breath I was to draw for four years. There was. I was right there. I can remember it vividly. All over a water faucet that didn't uh, turn on water when I wanted it to turn on. <laughs> and and I'm going to suggest that anger is what fueled your behavior. Anger. Fury. 
anger and fury is what opened you up to this dark energy. And, and the moment you crossed the line and you allowed yourself to slip into the sinful behavior of anger. By the way, gang, there's seven deadly sins, man, and anger's right there. The moment you, you, you opened yourself up to anger... You allowed the dark energy in. The dark energy possessed you, and you grabbed your roommate's Schlitzmalt liquor. I know them well. What did they call those things? The bulls. Well, I know. Oh, they kept making them bigger and bigger. And, That's all uh, I and, and I remember those well. And, and again, it was on. It was on, and you had no control, did you? You were possessed, correct? It, correct. And there's a, you know, I, I know in hindsight now, clinically, you know, you, I, I, an untreated case of alcoholism was what it was. But for me, it was a dark, dark energy. I didn't think of, you know, going outside and yelling or going walking down and getting water. I immediately... Uh, grabbed a hold of that black energy and we went for a ride and uh, it was one more ride with the devil that's all it was and it never ever 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 ends well okay. now going back when the water didn't come out of the tap because dwp was jacking up the road outside okay you could have been at peace you could have you could have been chill you could have said okay you know uh, maybe I'll go find someplace else. Okay. You could have practiced acceptance. There it is. You could have practiced acceptance, but you didn't. And the fork in the road for you, Channing, I'm going to suggest, was right then and there. You could have practiced acceptance, and you know what you did? You practiced the antithesis of acceptance. You practiced rejection. You were rejecting what was going on in the sink. You were rejecting what was going on with DWP out in the street. You were rejecting your life and what was going on in that, that household right there, right there at that moment. And you moved into anger, and you allowed the devil to come in, and he possessed your house and took over. You said that was a four-year run. It was a, with a power far greater than myself. It was, uh, you know, I, I remember vividly where it started. It, it, it always ends the same. But I knew right then and there that uh, I, I had something that I could not control. I, and I, I knew it. I, I knew. And from every time that moment forward, I knew every time I took that I was about ready to grab an energy uh, that I had no idea where it was going to take me. All right. So here's the takeaway, listeners. All right. We all have our moments of temptation where we can either practice, practice acceptance or rejection, right? We can either take the drink or the drug or not take the drink or the drug, okay? Um, when we're making that decision, all right, the takeaway here is there's other parties involved in making that decision, all right? There's other parties present in the room making that decision. It's not an inside job, man. It's not a decision whether or not to drink or not to drink. And by the way, we are influenced by the other parties in that room making that decision dependent and contingent upon our spiritual condition. And, and your spiritual condition, Channing, I'm going to suggest at that moment, okay, was... Uh, you couldn't bet. You, was, you couldn't was, have been in a, a was, was, You know, the drunk starts long before the first drink, man. You know, this anger and this frustration, there was something going on, man. This itch, this itch had, was happening a lot sooner, man, you know, than, than, than that moment at the refrigerator. So, so listen, newcomers and people are stuck. Pay attention to the itch, okay? And know that there's something external that wants you to keep... 
Taking care of that Or as my friend Patricia likes to say, play that tape all the way through. Yeah, play it all the way through. And by the way, keep an open mind. What's right with this situation instead of what's wrong with this situation, right? Certainly. And uh, what a great way to end our hour. Wow, wonderful. Channing. Thanks for having me, I think we went on a little magical mystery tour with you, and we went back and we put our finger on evil. Certainly, it certainly did. We gave credit where credit's due, right? Uh, (laughs) I want to keep it back there. (laughs) Right on. Thanks again, Channing B., for joining us. This is our show called The Fourth Dimension, where we talk about evil resistance during our earliest moments in recovery. And I'm your host, host of The Ghost with the Most, Toby C. Until next time, over and out. Our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. Welcome to the fourth dimension with Toby C, where participants dare to disclose bizarre experiences that occur in early recovery the battle between good and evil, of God and of the occult the psychic challenges we all encounter when trying to do the right thing. Now, here's Toby. Hey, it's me. Trying to talk over the music bed. That's finally fading out. Hey, welcome. Welcome back to Hour 2 with Channing B. And I am your host, your host of the ghost with the most. My name is Toby C. And this is a concept show called The Fourth Dimension, yeah. You know, it's a, it's, it is a conceptual show. Um, the concept, you know, conceiving something, uh, conceptualizing something involves the imagination. It involves opening up our mind. This show is about opening up our mind to something up and beyond three-dimensional thinking. This show is about the fourth dimension, which can be construed or defined as a higher level of planular thinking. A higher level of planular thinking. Channing. Hey, Toby. It's great to be back with you on the uh, dark side of Rubik's Cube with you. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, you know, last hour, uh, we had talked about uh, opening up ourselves up to the dark element um, and uh, um, being tempted uh, by evil and, um, and taking the bait and delivered into the jaws of, of, uh, of evil. And by the way, our show, The Fourth Dimension, really specializes and not talking about Adam and Eve so much, and not talking about the forbidden fruit so much, we're going to talk about the snake. We're going to talk about the snake that's, uh, that's sitting right in your midst. And if you're not careful, uh, it's going to trip you up. And so today we're going to be talking about that. And you can call that snake whatever you want to call it. You can call it the devil. You can call it Satan. You can call it Lucifer. You can call it uh, negative paranormal energy. You can call it whatever you want. Shannon, what do you happen to call uh, the devil? Well, I, you know, I'm uh, I'm a big fan of old scratch. <laughs> old scratchy. You can call the devil whatever you want, okay? But I got to tell you, and the reason why we're talking about the devil, why why we're really kind of, um, we're not worshiping the devil. 
We're not really, uh, uh, this is not a philosophy about whether or not the devil exists or not. Let me tell you something. If you think God exists, if you think goodness exists, then let me tell you something. The antithesis of God and goodness is there. It exists. But we often deny it, okay? And let's be clear that this show, I'm here to tell you, um, it's just to remind us that we are called to be vigilant while our enemy whatever you want to call that enemy, goes around like a roaring lion trying to make us fall, trying to, to bait the, the trap of temptation that we continuously spring. And here's the deal. You know, this show is all about being aware, aware of evil, aware of old Scratchy or Scratch, whatever Chan wants to call him, whatever you want to call him, okay? Because without, without ever putting the devil or fear of it at the center of our attention, okay? We have to be vigilant. And it doesn't mean we have to sit there and focus on evil or focus on fear, but we need to be aware of it. We need to be alert. Right, Channing? We need to realize that there's two sides of the coin. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, and and evil if you're not careful, only wants you to see one side of the coin, okay? It only wants you to see, yeah, sure, you might have you might have God goggles, okay? But be prepared, if things don't go right, to blame God, okay, for your problems, okay? And what, what is really happening is when we blame God, okay, uh, we are basically denying the existence of evil, okay? You know, and... Uh, Let's stop blaming God. Let's stop blaming him. Let's stop blaming her. Let's stop blaming it. Let's stop blaming ourselves. There you, you go. Know, let's stop giving ourselves so much credit. And let's be aware of something that's in our midst that doesn't have our best interest in mind. And by the way, it's not an inside job. It's something in, in the external. It's some vibration that we pick up on. It's either audio or it's visual, okay? Or it's something that we feel, okay? And it hurts us emotionally or physically, okay? It's very external and it's very evil, okay? It's not God. It's not a good God. What do you think? I just, I think right again with the uh, two sides of the coin and two sides of the street. And you and I have spoken quite a bit at length about the direct obvious, the 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 stuff we see in prolonged, uh, you know, prolonged withdrawal from alcohol and the hallucination and the the strange, you know, everybody talked to, we talked about the, uh, you know, flip side of the coin of, uh, you know, of having those guardian angels and having those God moments. Well, anybody who's been through the experiences you and I have knows definitely there's another side of the coin. And we talked about the the very blatant stuff that we've been through, the shockingly what the heck that's got to be a, an evil force. But, you know, we're going to I hope to get into some of the unconventional ways. Oh, absolutely. And before we get into that, what Channing's talking about is so many of us in early recovery we experience something called the pink cloud. Everything's beautiful. Everything's beautiful. Butterflies, rainbows, Not unicorns, a cloud on the horizon. You know, it's called the pink cloud, okay? By the way, I used to have a Cadillac. Remember my Cadillac, that white Cadillac? Oh, what a beauty. <laughs> I used to have a Mary Kay cosmetic car. I, this is not supposed to be talking about me, but I gotta, I gotta share this story. And, um, and these... Um, these Persians up in Pacoima were taking in all these leased vehicles from the Mary Kay uh, fleet. 
and they, they painted it white, but it wasn't a Cadillac pearl white. I called it Persian white, okay? And it didn't last very long, and the pink was starting to bleed through from this white Cadillac that I bought from this, this uh, you know, this sail back place up in Pacoima. Anyway, the bottom line is my, my poor white Cadillac was called the Pink Cloud. Oh, Remember I, the Pink Cloud, Channing? Oh, I do, and thank God for Earl Scheib. He, uh, that, that paint job almost worked. <laughs> anyway, um, back on topic, okay? So here's the deal. Um, there's another side of the coin is what Channing's talking about. There is another side to the Pink Cloud, the rainbows and the unicorns and, uh, and all that stuff, okay? And, um, and, and I'm telling you, it's out there and it wants to trip you up, okay? It does not want you or me or Channing to trudge the road of happy destiny, okay? Not a chance, right? And there's a lot of different unconventional ways that evil really trips us up. And we're gonna be exploring that during our final hour here, okay? Because we really talked about the bedevilments, we talked about a lot of things in hour one, but let's get down to, to real common things that happen to so many of us in early recovery when we're finally trying to emerge from the suffering and misery and we will do anything to have God or a power greater than ourselves lift this merciless obsession. And what happens, Channing? Well, I, I think that it's real simple. It's a process that in hindsight we can talk about it. We start out, uh, you know, we agonize, we recognize, and finally, if we're going to stay on this planet, live a happy, healthy, full, round, you know, become a full, rounded, productive person again, we have to go from agonized to recognize and finally we have to spiritualize because in the agonizing we can we can all sit around all day and talk about it and the, but it's the ability to recognize and nothing happens after that till we realize that there's only two paths and we don't want to walk down that street that dark side of the street forever how interesting you just touched on something called the spiritual solution okay remember remember you and I and who's ever listening or their loved one, we might be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. And something wants to keep us from that spiritual experience. And it's not an inside job. By the way, I gotta do a repeat here, gang. If you're just joining us, I'm here with my friend Channing, who I've known for quite some time. And our show's theme, as every show that we do here on The Fourth Dimension with Toby C, we're talking about evil resistance that many of us encounter in early recovery. The moment we try to get better, something is there to bait the trap, and we spring it, and it's external, man. And uh, and we're calmly and objectively looking back now and trying to examine and look at the, the demon or the devil uh, or old scratch for what he was. He was sitting there the whole time. We just didn't know it, did we, Channing? No, and I think that's that's the falls into that category that, uh, you know, you like to use the word drunkalog. Let's just put that into the the the, fold, the agonized folder and, uh, and then let's move on to the recognized folder because you and I, at some point, before we even knew each other, recognized that uh, in order to get over uh, the agonizing, we had to start, re uh, you know, recognizing. And that's as far as we could get because we weren't equipped to spiritualize. And that's, uh, you know, that blessing uh, is for another, you know, to a topic another day. We're talking about the unconventional methods that uh, the dark side wants to lure you into. Yeah, and by the way, 
what Channing's talking about is the things that are, are, that are just, they're not so obvious, they're subtle. Remember, alcohol is the subtle foe. The devil is the subtle foe. Evil is the subtle foe. And by the way, you know, you may have heard this and read about this in some of these recovery publications or certainly the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, but alcohol is cunning, baffling, and powerful. And so is evil, so is the devil. You know, cunning, baffling, and powerful, right, Channing? And by the way, you just mentioned something again, the spiritual experience, okay? Here's the deal. Um, we all have spiritual experiences, didn't we, when we came into recovery? Right? Wasn't that a spiritual experience on, on the brink of death or insanity or institution? What well, do you that, think? That's that recognized moment. We, <laughs> we've got we've done enough agonizing that uh, and we recognize it. And I, I you know I want you know those little little things that uh, you know that you hear. And I've been to a meeting or two of, of twelve step program, and you've been to a meeting or two, and we all talk about it, but we don't put it in that fo that folder of uh, my, uh, who I uh, so fondly call Old Scratch and the methods that uh, he uses, everything from that little itty bitty, I can't say it on the air, committee that's uh, running in your head night and day when there's no more uh, sponsor around, the meeting's over, it's late at night. There you go, there you go. Old Scratch wants us to be irritable, restless, and discontent. Better believe it, man. And let me tell you something, and, and hey, there it is. You know, you just touched on something, Channing. And, and so many of us in early recovery, once the pink cloud wears off, man, you know, um, we're left with a lot of time on our hands, aren't we? We're left with an awful lot of time on our hands because we're no longer looking for the party, we're no longer partying, and we're no longer recovering from the party. And I'm telling you, if we're not careful, we slip in to something called boredom, right? Well, right, Channing? Well, and there Old Scratch is waiting for us. Old Scratch is waiting for us down there in boredom, isn't he? Well, tell them about the the uh, what we like to fondly call the HALT rule, Toby. Tell them about it. Why do, what is that HALT rule made for? Now, it's not made for anybody but Old Scratch himself and his maneuvering. That's right, man. It's when we're, it's when we're all alone. We're and, we're, and, we're feeling, and we're feeling hungry. Or we're feeling angry. Or, or lonely. Or we're feeling lonely. We're feeling tired. It's a very lonely emotion, and that's exactly where the devil wants us. The devil wants us not only to feel alone, but ultimately to disconnect from humanity and to be alone. And there it is, man, the antithesis of a positive spiritual experience. We're going to be right back for uh, the bottom of the hour segment with Channing B., and I'm Toby C., your host of The Ghost of the Most, and this is a concept show talking about evil, the devil, Satan, Old Scratch, whatever you want to call them. And uh, we're going to be right back with The Fourth Dimension with Toby C. If you enjoy our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. imagination to take us places we might be afraid to go. You are entering the fourth dimension with Toby C. There is no such thing as coincidences. Here's Toby. 
So did you hear that? Howard, the voiceover guy, said, allowing our imagination to take us places we'd rather not go. I don't know. So um, this is a short segment for the bottom of the hour. We're here with Channing, Channing B. I'm Toby C. And this is our, our concept show, an unconventional show called The Fourth Dimension. And we talk about evil resistance that many of us encounter in early recovery, during the sweet spot of recovery where we're at at the bottom and we are willing to make a deal with 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 a God of our understanding to, to lift this merciless obsession and something external is there. And we touched on it just now. This external, this external evil, okay, might very well be in the form of a vibration. What do you think, Channing? Well, it's it's definite, and I, I I think that that the first part of it, the the obvious, is very external. I mean, when my uh, when the agent meets the host, as you and I like to say, when my body, which genetically or for whatever reason is predisposed to uh, destructing itself through alcohol, as in my case, or you know, it could be a, a number of things. It could be any external force. Uh, wait, wait. Let me ask you this though. Human beings, we all vibrate, right? We all have a frequency of vibration. At the very bottom, when we've had the complete tar knocked out of us, what's our vibration like, Channing? We are one step above the flatliner. We're basically the guy that's coming over uh, over the surgery, coming out of the anesthesia, there you go. and uh, we have uh, barely one eye open. Okay, so, so what Channing and I have just described is we've described early recovery wouldn't you say Channing that is early recovery it's absolutely little if no vibration and little if no knowledge that uh, you're even going through it how interesting you know and and we're told um, when we start to work with others to catch them when they're jittery catch them when they come in off the off the spree why because they're they're more receptive they're going to listen and pay more attention to us when depressed when they have little or no vibration right well the when you are sick sad and sorry and every ounce of your fiber is screaming for a little relief at a buck 99 a half pint or however we're going to get that relief uh, you're very receptive uh, so, so you're open. You're open to almost anything. Yeah, and and so we're vulnerable. We're vulnerable at that period. It's the sweet spot of recovery is when we have no vibration and we're as open-minded to conviction and as willing to listen as only the dying can be. We don't want to die, do we? We don't want to go to prison. We don't want to. We don't want to go uh, insane. Self-preservation has kicked in. <laughs> there you go, man. So anyway, and by the way. Here's the deal, gang. You know, we're here to talk about unconventional methods. That old scratch, as Chan likes to call it. El them. Diablo. <laughs> El Diablo. <laughs> that they like, that he likes to use to trip us up, okay? I'm telling you, old scratch is not as powerful as God, but I'll tell you, he is, he's kind of, he's, he's flying around in the fourth dimension, and trust me, he knows, he knows when you, <laughs> um, hey, I'm telling you, he can trip you up at, at our most vulnerable moments, especially when we're making poor decisions. And I'll tell you, nobody is more vulnerable 
than than somebody at their bottom, right, Chan? Well, our front door is open, and uh, th- there's a gang of thieves ready to come on in. It's just uh, we. Uh, it's actually a literal tug of war for our soul. It is. It's an evil tug of war. And by the way, when when the sufferer has no vibration, and there's all this external evil vibration of greed and sloth and lust and anger and pride and gluttony. It's a life and, and death envy, moment. Okay. With all these external stressful vibrations, it can do a number on the fragile human spirit that has no vibration at that precious moment. Right, Channing? Exactly. And that's why we talk about those arrows that uh, the dark side has uh, in its quiver, those poison arrows. And, uh, you know, I like to talk about the, the, the three major ones. We're going to be talking about that, you know, after the bottom of the hour. Um, Channing's really going to get into some of the real unconventional methods that, uh, that evil tries to use against the vulnerable, suffering human spirit. And you may have heard that alcohol is cunning, baffling, and powerful. Uh, Channing and I agree, and maybe you agree, that it's really evil, and it's the devil that's cunning, baffling, and powerful. He's just masquerading behind some inanimate solution called alcohol, either alcohol, okay? But I'm telling you, don't blame the alcohol, for alcohol is a symptom of a deeper underlying condition, and that deeper underlying condition is external. Okay, don't give yourself so much credit, right, Channing? Well, we're going to get you from that agonizing into the recognizing. Better believe it. When we come back, we're going to really mash it out now with Channing about really what the devil is up to when our, our human psyche and spirit is so fragile and vulnerable in early recovery. I'm Toby C. I'm your host of The Ghost with the Most. This is our show, a concept show called The Fourth Dimension, where we... We get out of three-dimensional thinking and open our minds up to the existence of God and of Satan. Be right back. If you enjoy our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. Making sense out of nonsense. Making you as curious and uncomfortable as possible with the truth. You've landed in the fourth dimension with Toby C. All right, you know, this may be a historic moment, okay, because Channing and I, I believe during the break, all minute and a half of it, we discovered the answer to the double bind. Here it comes, okay, do you know, if you don't know what the double bind is, the double bind is when our human psyche is possessed by evil, okay? And it's called an obsession of the mind, okay? an obsession of the mind and an allergy of the body, okay? It's this obsession that says, I need to keep drinking. If I don't drink or if I don't keep using or do what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna die. And then of course, there's the reality that the obsession, the physical reality of it is indeed killing us. 
it's slowly killing us. You know, let's put it in layman's terms. I mean, this is sports talk radio between God and the devil themselves. Let's put it in layman's terms, Toby. I have a mind that's been eating my body and a body that's been eating my mind. And it's best likened to a person that can't swim but has a head that's telling them all the time to go jump in a lake. It's a form of insanity. And let me tell you something. The devil is cunning baffling and powerful and i'm telling you that the insanity is baffling man and I, and I don't know about you the god of my understanding that i became reacquainted with doesn't want me to be confused doesn't want me to be baffled wants me to be certain wants to be to be faith-based to be centered and to grounded what do you think well i think that you're absolutely correct and i think that uh, he doesn't want any more agonizing he wants you to recognize the fact that there is a better way and that you know a spiritual answer to uh the ancient bedevilments of man i like to say that uh you know the devil himself has a, a quiver full of poison arrows and you know some of them that uh that are just so obvious but we overlook we think that you know they're just part of life and I like to see that you know the devil himself has okay before you get into this quiver all right we're gonna really be mashing out some 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 forward fourth dimensional thinking about Satan or the devil or old scratch whatever you want to call him and I want to be sure that the listener knows that this show you know is to make sure that the figure of Satan or the devil, whatever you want to call it, to make sure that the figure of the devil is not missing. Because should the, the figure of, of Satan and the devil be missing, then one also might lose sight of the figure of God himself. There it is. You know, the, the, the non-existence of evil might make the existence of God the concept of God very abstract, and that's exactly where evil wants us to be, okay? All it wants denying, is a crack in the denying door. Denying his existence. But I'm telling you, evil is real. Evil is external. Evil is a vibration. Uh, evil manifests itself through matter. Evil does have a quiver and a... Uh, a lot of poison arrows. And a lot of poison arrows. So take it away. Tell us about these poison arrows, Channing. Well, I just, you know, and and I, we hate to use metaphors, but we have to. I mean, all the way back. And, uh, you know, one of the ones that I, I like to use is, you know, we all know the greatest selling books of all time. You know, we've got the big book, the big, big book. And there was a, an old guy that wrote a, a book, and uh, Norman Vincent Peale. Unfortunately, uh, he had an evil twin brother. And uh, a book could have been written completely about his evil twin brother, and they could have called it The Power of Negative Thinking. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely one of those poison arrows that's ready to, to take anyone out at any time if we don't maintain our spiritual condition. This power of negative thinking, it's a vibration, isn't it? Oh, it, this it power, wants me to this, think it's this, no use. This, this There's no of, hope. And, and let me tell you something. When somebody walks in the room and they've got a bad attitude, you know, you can almost feel it sometimes, okay? It's not their body language, man. They just, they call it, uh, some spiritualists call it an aura, okay? It's a vibration, okay? It's a bad vibration. It's a bad vibe. And if you're not careful, you can catch this bad vibration. And it's one of the other 
other quivers that Channing's going to be talking about. Well, and you know, let's let's. I have a very dear friend, uh, you know, who's probably one of the premier uh, Buddhist studiers that uh, I've ever encountered in my life. And, you know, he easily likes to just chalk it up, you know, to karma. And uh, whether or not that's your lot in life or it's the Indian caste system and this is the way it was supposed to be. But in, in all in all, it's so easy to get tripped up in the fact that the negativity can very easily slip in. And all of a sudden we're in that, we've fallen victim to a whole pack of hell's angels who tell us we were born to lose. Mm-hmm. That's right. So in other words, I think I was talking to somebody else about this one time, that uh, we can either op- open ourselves up to guardian angels or we can open ourselves up to the hell's angels, okay? And remember last hour, we were talking about the dark, uh, elements, you know, opening ourselves up to darkness. And this is about opening ourselves up to a, va- a bad vibration again in early recovery, okay? A lot of people don't understand why they can't get sober. A lot of people can't understand why they go to a meeting of group therapy and all they can hear is a bad message. They can't filter and hear anything good, okay? They're already vibrating bad, okay? They're vibrating. Uh, and they're suffering. They're wearing they're, that they're, Hell's they're, Angels they're, they're, jacket. They're, they're suffering from a condition which only a spiritual experience will conquer, okay? Early on, man, okay? We're not talking about suffering from a condition that um, that your sponsor is going to rescue you from and, and going to 90 meetings in 90 minutes, okay? That's not the kind of thing that is going to go ahead and heal you. It's going to be having a profound, deep faith relationship with the God of your understanding and honoring that relationship and and it happens in the very beginning it's about changing it's the mustard seed of faith okay and from that grows this giant plant and something in the very beginning Channing wants to go ahead and kill that seed okay I shot the sheriff kill it before it grows man all right kill that seed okay and that that that's something to kill that seed is it's not an inside job it's external okay keep an eye out for it and that 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 psychological change that's sufficient enough to bring about recovery from alcoholism or drug addiction or whatever the heck it is that's killing you on the installment plan you know it wants to keep you there and it wants to take you down a little bit deeper with each thing and uh, you know another uh, you know told one of the uh, other um, quivers is the family dynamics we're all set up maybe you're the firstborn and you're the hero john bradshaw is a famous writer he wrote about it and a lot of recovery books and how we fall so easily into the trap of the uh, that quiver that poison quiver of the family dynamics he's the black sheep if only he was like the rest of the family, but he's the black sheep. And he'll never be as good as the hero. He'll never be the apple of dad's eye. He'll never be any good. And that's just one more quiver of the devil using his tools to keep us on the dark side of the street. I love it. And you know what you're describing right now, Channing? You're describing the evil that exists within the dysfunctional family system. Amen on that. By the way, if you're just joining us, my name is Toby C., and I am the host of this show. It's a concept show about evil resistance that many people encounter during the earliest moments in recovery. And this show is called The Fourth Dimension with Toby C. And The Fourth Dimension is merely opening up our minds, 
opening up our imagination to the possible existence of something external and evil that was there right next to us the whole time and it was whispering in our ear, okay? It was a bad message. It was a bad visual, okay? You're absolutely a, no a, good. It was a bad vibration, right? And we've already touched on it. And I, and I mentioned that. I think we've discovered that we, we, we cracked the code of the, of the double bind, the obsession of the, of the mind and the allergy of the body. And, the, and here it is, okay? There's this negative energy that, 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 envelops us okay it permeates everything okay. everything and it starts with it's the other f word oh certainly and, what, and it starts that? with the biggest arrow that old scratch has in his quiver of poison arrows yeah. and that's fear and go. what isn't there something a little line in that book you and i read yeah. all the time that says it ought to be classified with, with stealing. stealing amen okay i mean it does more damage and destruction this fear and by the way is fear contagious? Oh, certainly. Because if, I, if I'm paralyzed by fear, that means I'm of no good to helping you, um, my neighbor, I'm no good to my family, and most of all, I'm absolutely no good to myself. Mm -hmm. And by the way, so fear is contagious. And doesn't uh, misery like company? Well, you know, all you have to do is uh, visit any local, uh, you know, adult uh, beverage station about 2.30 a.m. and uh, mm -hmm. look at all the people that have their elbow on the bar. So, so, so here's the deal, gang. You know, you've heard about the, the low percentages of people who really get better in recovery. Okay, it's very low, okay? I'm here to tell it you. It used to be wait, a lot higher. Wait, 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 let me tell you something. I'm, I'm going to suggest that that the percentages are in the 90, high 90 percentile for those people who trust God, clean house, and stick around and help others, okay? That's the ingredient to successful recovery and successful sustained recovery and healthy living. But something happens at the very beginning, okay? We don't get a chance to trust God because we are so enveloped with what was it, Channing? Well, I fear, like baby. fear, and uh, it's fear, and, and what and, is what, it's all around us, man? What do those letters stand for? Actually, those four letters. Why don't you tell us? I have no idea what that. <laughs> I don't think we can say that on the air. No, we don't. We don't. Um, uh, something about feeling everything and running. How about or just say screw everything yeah. and run? Yeah, we'll, yeah, or something. So, so here's the deal, gang. Don't be so hard on yourself, okay? If you're struggling in early recovery, there's something evil out there, and it's a vibration, okay? And and most people in early recovery, they take the bait, okay? They they revibrate themselves with the, the the closest, most tangible thing to grab a hold of, and that's the vibration of fear. And recovery rooms are all about faith and love and unity and all that. But I'm telling you, the demon of fear is there. Is it not, Channing? Oh. It, it's, and it will be there forever. It wants right. you. It wants you to and, and, just let your guard down, your spiritual you. shield down, because it's got its thank bow you. and arrow thank aimed you. at you. I love it. It's the quiver. And what's the antithesis of fear, Channing? Well, I think that uh, it's, it's a little word called faith. There you go, man. And uh, let me tell you, no human power can relieve your fear, Channing's fear, or my fear. But only God could and would if he were sought. And I gotta tell you, man, there's something sitting next to you right now in early recovery. If you're if you're still suffering, that doesn't want you to seek God, man. Doesn't even want you to think about God. It wants you to blame him or her or yourself, you know, or it wants you to, to think that maybe you're God 
and you're a bad God. And the devil wants you to keep on paying your rent. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We're going to be back with our fourth and final segment of our two-hour show, Channing B, man. I'm Toby C. The show's called The Fourth Dimension, okay? And what we do in The Fourth Dimension is we open up our mind and our imagination to the existence and the presence of evil, okay? It's not about God shots. It's about the antithesis of the God shot. It's a devil shot. Whatever, we're gonna be right back. It's a snake. We're gonna be right back. Over and out, stand by. If you enjoy our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com. Are you feeling a little uncomfortable? Then you're right where you belong. In the fourth dimension with Toby C. Are you feeling a little uncomfortable? I'm scared. <laughs> hey, you should feel a little uncomfortable. Listen, if you're stuck, if you're stuck in, in the rut and you or your loved one can't get out of the rut, you're gonna die, man. And that's where the devil wants you, man. The devil wants you to be in misery. Devil doesn't want you to be happy, joyous, and free, does he? No way. No, no, no. He wants mm -hmm. to keep you exactly where you are and keep moving you down to a lower floor. So, here's the deal. Channing and I, we discovered that maybe the double bind is related to this bad vibration that we're just it's our default to accept and take in this bad vibration of fear. We're all born that way. We're, we're born as fear-driven survivalists. So it's our default setting. It's more comfortable except something that's uh, fear-driven, like those first oh. few vibrations in early recovery, as opposed to something uh, ethereal and, 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 and fluffy and, 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 and intangible, you know, um, like faith, right? And so here's the deal. Don't be so hard on yourself, you know, please. Right, Channing? Well, you know, and Bill Wilson talked a lot about it in writing the big book. You know, when Ebby Thatcher came to Bill and, you know, he bought the whole, he he was uh, he was hopeless. And uh, so he had to be open at that point. But soon, right after that, immediately after, whether it was days, hours, or whatever it was, that that feeling that everything was going to be okay was immediately, immediately drowned out by what Bill described as worldly clamors, the noise of the world. You know what the de the devil yeah. could amp that amplifier up again, and oh, no yeah. matter what you thought five minutes ago, mm -hmm. uh, we're going to get you back to where uh, old Scratch wants you living underneath his roof. There you go. So there it is. Be still and pay attention. And, and, and listen. And the best way to listen for an answer, Channing, is to what? Well, you know, you have to stop eternalizing. You can't, it won't, you know, those negativity, the devil, whatever we're going to call it, darkness, it wants you to think that you were alone. You're the only one that could possibly, and you can't share this with anybody because, oh, they're gonna think you're crazy. They're gonna think you're this. They're gonna put you away. They'll never talk to you again. It wants you to be alone. The best shield 
All right. You. So what what Channing's talking about here is is the ancient spiritual practice of sharing our innermost pains and our struggles with another human being. And when being. you call it, uh, I've been lucky enough to accompany you to quite a few of 12-step uh, meetings, and what you like to call it the kinship of, of common, common suffering. suffering. There it is. But, but check this out. Um, there's the devil wants us to think that we've got all the answers. And it wants you alone, the devil, alone. The, the devil wants us to think that we're God. The devil wants us to think that when we talk to ourselves and we bring the, the, the problem to ourselves and we pray and meditate it on it and we bring it to ourselves, that we're really offering it up to God. But I'm telling you, that's not, okay? It's called the bondage of self. It's an illusion, isn't it? And that's what the devil wants us to, to think, that we've got all the answers, that we're that nobody, nobody can understand um, our dilemma. And think like about it, Toby. If I'm the problem, if my mind and body are the problem, how the heck can I be the solution? Exactly, but there's the double bind. That's part of the insanity. And I'm telling you, it's a bad vibration. We've talked about this in other shows. The devil is cunning, baffling, and powerful. It's a subtle foe. It will trick you. It will keep you in utter confusion and bewilderment, okay? There's the insanity, okay? And the insanity is to go ahead and seek the solution from the source of the problem. Exactly, okay? So let me ask you this. What does God, really God, want us to do and the devil not want us to do, Channing? Well, I think we need to move past the agonization into the recognition and the spiritualization and realize that the solution lies in me talking to you Abby talking to Bill, and ever-widening our circle of peace on earth and goodwill towards others. There you go. You just described parking your ego, okay, and and putting your pride aside, okay, and and being just brutally honest with somebody about really what's going on. And I got to tell you, here's the deal. You know what I discovered, and I, I know you can relate to this, is when I bring my innermost problems and pain and I discuss them with another trusted person, okay? Another trusted, healthy, calm, sober Who's person. Who's been down that dark right, street. Doesn't even matter if they've been down that, 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 that street. It's just somebody that I trust, okay? And when I discuss my problem with them, and I don't even seek the answer, just to, just to get it off my chest, I'm actually presenting it to a God of my understanding. And by the way, if, if I'm in the right zone, have you ever had this experience, Channing? That if, if I'm in the right zone with this person and discussing you know, this heartfelt problem, that God might just very well use this man or woman as a channel to communicate to me the right answer. And guess what? It comes from an external source, just like Satan interferes with my spiritual growth from an external source. Right, Channing? Well, I you know, at, we are literally... Uh, probably doing an emotional vomiting if you if you will and it's literally impossible for me to feel sorry for me if i'm explaining it to you or if i'm listening to someone else explain it to me i can't sit there in that same moment and feel sorry for myself i'm either getting rid of it or i'm helping someone else to get rid of it so there it is the takeaway today is that there are so many unconventional ways that 
that evil or Satan interferes with our spiritual growth. And, and I don't care what you want to call it or him, Channing happens to be very fond of the name. Old Scratch. Old Scratch. El Diablo. But I'm telling you, be aware of Old Scratch. Because I'll tell you, it makes, it makes the relevance and the importance of God so, so much more real, doesn't it? And I'm telling you, you know, you can't overcome a problem like Old Scratch unless you fully recognize and you're acutely aware of the existence and the presence of, of Old Scratch, right? Certainly. And it's uh, it, it, as hard and uh, much as you do and as, as perfect as you get, that old scratch is over there in the corner doing push-ups, waiting for you, that weak moment when you're unable to recognize yeah. him. Darn right. Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed our show today with uh, Channing B. I'm Toby C. This is our show called The Fourth Dimension with Toby C. And we talk about evil resistance, these evil encounters that so many of us have during the sweet spot of recovery, during the renaissance of our life when we're really trying to rebuild ourselves and something wants to destroy anything that we're trying to build. And it's external, and it's evil, and it's the devil. And I hope you got something about, you know, I hope you got something out of this show. Thanks again, Channing. Till next time. See ya. I'm Toby C. The Fourth Dimension, over and out. enjoy our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com.